CHP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode. Welcome to the Worst Golf Podcast. Everybody wants to be the best. We strive to be the worst. When a bad take is necessary, and we have lots of them today, we'll be here to share it with you. I'm your host, JB. With me is Morgan. Hello. She'll spend some of her time off camera, but she's here to keep me in line with all those buttons. Before we get started, make sure you subscribe, like the video, do everything. When the show's over, we're going to give you kind of a task to uh, leave in the comments because there's a couple of good discussions we have going on. Morgan, are you ready for this week? Oh, I'm ready. We have a lot coming. Um, first up, I want to say that we're going to announce two people who won uh, our U.S. Team EMEA contest, Shaft Up, and they're going to win a free trip to Texas to go to Briggs Ranch get fit for a new Callaway Paradigm driver and uh, enjoy some pretty special golf. That place is awesome. Yes, it is. Uh, so stay tuned for that. I see somebody mentioned that uh, a bandwagon Jags fan. I'm just going to like, I, I, I am a Jags fan to an extent. I'm one of those people who's not like most of you guys who move to Florida and say, go Ohio state or go New York giants or whatever the uh, fill in the blank team is i always no matter where i live support the local team it's kind of different isn't it um i think so yeah i think also it's because people have like grown up sorry grown up with that team so they're for what just it's like, worth she's got a little trevor lawrence jacket i thing do going actually on right now too. yeah i do we went and got some jags gear after they won the other day yeah so support local uh in a lot of different things but support local with our sports too um i see m maynard wrote uh duval yeah, as he's rooting for the Lions, but, you know, he can support them, too. He lives down in Florida. Um, wanted to give a shout out, Coral Safe, the people who jumped in and bought some. I know in a lot of places you're not using sunscreen yet, but the sticks, the thing that I absolutely love, they are back in stock. So if you haven't picked one up, the link is in this video thread. It's on our forum thread, and we have another forum thread about it. Um, it is the best way to do sunscreen. Literally, no, no dirty hands. Apply it on with a stick. It works great. Um, we have a lot to cover today. Yes, we do. So starting with next week is the PGA show. I know. Are you excited about that? Yay. Um, the PGA show is different. A lot of people, they look at it and we see the form threads. Hey, are you going? It's going to be super exciting. Blah, blah. It, it's work for us. Um, but this year is a little different. Uh, do you have something do you want to add there? Yeah, I was just going to say, instead of being pre-annoyed, my feet pre-hurt. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good my one. My feet already hurt just thinking about it. You know, before COVID, the PGA show was a place for us to go and see a lot of our friends and industry partners and talk about new products, things like that. Um, and then kind of during COVID and really last year, it I don't want to say died, but it shrunk back a little bit. And yeah. now I think it's trying to rediscover it. Um I don't know what the future holds for that, but this year looks like it's going to be a pretty strong show. I'm shocked at how many people are going. So I think that it shows some hope. I think that it's it's possible. I'll be curious to see after this, like when it com completes, what happens. So Morgan and I are going to head down there. Um, we have a, a couple of dinners set up that we have to go to. And while there, we're going to hit the show floor for one day. And we'll be bringing all of what we see to the people at the forum. Um we're going to we haven't decided if we're going to do it in one single thread like PGA show with us or if we'll do it in the individual booth threads, you know, like uh, what equipment we're seeing and who we're talking to. We haven't decided that part yet, but yeah. we'll, we'll figure all that out. But it won't be as in depth as we've done 
previous years, like prior to um, COVID and everything where we had like tons of videos. Oh, and stuff yeah. Like that. Yeah. Like it's not going to it's going to be like in a different scale. Yeah. In the past, we've shot between 40 and 50 videos with over a whole the course team. of a couple of days with a whole team, camera crew, the whole nine yards. We're not doing that this year. Um, we're just going to be there for a couple of different things and uh, hopefully bring you some pretty cool stuff. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, we had uh, a new set of irons go out in a review or preview thread on Wilson uh, with their new Dynapower. And of course, anytime a new set of irons comes out, the first thing that is talked about by usually old guys with their hands raised to the sky, their fists raised to the sky as I alienate the first group of demographic already <laughs> um, is, oh my God, the lofts, the lofts, the lofts. Oh, go fuck yourself. Sorry. I said I wasn't going to rant today. Um, but a couple of years ago, I came up with uh, kind of a, a, a phrase, a name for people. And it's when you clicked on this video, you probably saw it there with the picture. They're called loft peepers. I see the people in the comments all counting. The, and it was the such F-bombs. an unnecessary one. I know too. it just kind of came out. Um, the loft peeper thing and people ask where it came from. So a number of years ago, Morgan and I were looking for new video gear for, I don't remember what shoot we were doing, but we were looking to add some new cameras and some video gear. And a guy made mention of a pixel peeper. Yes. In the camera world. And that's a person who looks at, I, I looks at the megapixels of the camera, nothing else, and says, well, that's the best one. Right. And then complains if something is a really good camera but doesn't quite have the megapixels of something else. They called them pixel It's fully logical. Yeah. It, it, you know, in some ways, it goes back to something else that I, I, I talked about, which is the fitness industry. Um, they have what, what they call bro science. <laughs> yes. Which is no matter what, product comes out somebody somewhere will find a study that was done saying well you need six milligrams of this to do have it work and that product only has four that's absurd um doesn't mean the product's going to work and it's not going to suck but right um so loft peeper came to be and i've put it in a number of articles that i've written and it kind of took off from there and i see somebody wrote leaf peepers that's a real thing that is a real thing you know the people who go out to see leaves in the fall we don't really have that in florida no but it is pretty it is um so that became a thing and it led to the topic that i know a lot of thpers wanted to hear about which is loft jacking jacked lofts and irons and things like that to start with part of this will be a rant but part of this is also I showed Morgan my sheet. What, how would you describe this that you're seeing on my screen? Your note outline? Yeah. I'm old now. I can't remember it all. I had to write it well, all down. Wait, do you need to get your reading glasses? Actually, yeah. <laughs> I don't have them, but I probably need them. You said you did. <laughs> um, so I've reached out and spoken to a lot of different engineers, a lot of people um, who design clubs in the past who aren't in the industry anymore. Uh, a lot of people on the marketing side and then taking all that with, I guess my bro science (laughs) and and put something together. And I'm going to be reading some of this because there's some that are quotes and there's some that frankly, I'm so old. I don't remember. But the first thing is when it comes to jacked lofts, do people really care about them or is it, like a, a feign rage against the idea of buying something new or understanding what's taking place. So a 
couple of years ago, we saw the same thing with golf balls. Mm-hmm. And everybody talked about compression in golf balls and how it's, you know, it's the only thing that matters other than the cover, obviously. But that it, to make a ball fast, you make it hard. And with that comes more spin. And to make a ball less spinny, you have to make it softer, which is low spin. And there's so many ways around that now with the as a core can change. It's not just one number that there are companies where they measure compression but it's not as it's not a number that matters as much anymore i'll use callaway as an example here with the uh chromesoft xls which is a lower spin ball despite being firmer so i relate a lot of it to that but you know if you look at do we really care it's the beauty of having so many choices so if you go back to when People started with the lo- the jacked lofts. We can go all the way back to nineteen early nineties, nineteen ninety two or nineteen ninety three. Cobra had a, a forty two degree or a forty three degree pitching wedge, but again, that doesn't fit a narrative of this is a new thing to sell clubs. Um, I'm reading a quote here, and it's it's kind of convoluted, but it's from an R and D person who's in the industry right now, and it says maybe it is what golfers want. Because it's not that all lofts are jacked, but this started from the tour van. Tour vans were filled with bending and combined with a mental aspect of hitting a high number. So what they mean by that is uh, 10 to 15 years ago, tour players were getting their irons bent stronger despite what was being uh, on on the iron as a number because they were hitting the ball so high and with a lot of spin. And they wanted to reduce that and pick up some distance because the courses were getting longer. So we started relating to that and wanted to have that aspect of it, but also combine that with there is a mental aspect to all this of I feel more comfortable, meaning the golfer, hitting a seven iron or an eight iron than a six iron. Mm -hmm. I totally get that. So most golfers don't know their loft. So if that's the case, then I think there's something to that. Now I'm going to read a quote from a different engineer that kind of goes against what I'm saying, but makes a lot of sense. So he wanted he wanted to be unnamed, but uh, some people might be able to figure it out. It completely depends on the player. Depending on your swing speed, there's really a threshold loft that you can't handle anything under. For an average swinger, that's probably in the low twenties in terms of loft. As you get stronger and swing faster, obviously that number gets lower, and you can probably handle something as low as sixteen degrees. But as you slow your swing speed down or fit into a moderate category, there are players who probably should not have anything less than 28 degrees of loft on a thin-soled iron. Switching to something that has a larger sole and more weight low and deep, you can handle much more, uh, much less speed and still get a launch angle. So as you can see, there's a little bit to that. And I know this, this part of it is kind of boring for some people, but I'm going to keep going. You always hear about, Every time the jacked lofts come out from the loft peepers, you hear about it's all ego. And yet the surface, the only thing that's ego related are those that are not using strong lofts and getting upset with somebody who is, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think there's something to that that needs to be examined more because who cares? Is there marketing involved? Yeah. There are sets that simply make the loft stronger. I mean, Ping's done it for a number of years with their power spec or whatever they call it, but it's not across the board. The idea that loft is the only thing that creates distance is just wrong. If it were the case, all nine degree drivers would go further than 10 and a half degree drivers. And everybody knows that's not the case. Now, here's something that I'm going to part with 
in a second about stamped loft versus what it really is, which is also a fascinating thing. Okay. But loft matters. It matters a lot. And if it was the only thing that mattered, all of this would make sense. But how many people are actually measuring the lofts of the clubs they get? That's another one I want to add. And that's what I'm going to part with. Because if you're not, you have no idea what's in your club anyway. That's true. You're, ex- you're expecting club companies to deliver what they say. And some of them do a really good job of that. Uh, in the past year, Strixon, Mizuno, and Callaway have all been pretty spot on of everything they've sent us within a half a degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taylor made the last set we got from them. We got the, the seven, eight, and nine iron sent to us, and they were all the same loft. That's right. I remember that. And we got the two, three woods. They were three degrees lower lofted than, than they say they are. Um, so if you're not checking the lofts, it doesn't really matter anyway. Just think about this next time you are. If you don't want to buy strong lofted irons, don't fucking buy them. Buy whatever you want. Every company makes an iron in any kind of set in loft configuration you would want. And don't worry about it. And I think that when you when push comes to shove, understanding why lofts change and not just I need four degree increments across will make people a better golfer. And if they have any questions on this, I'm happy to dive into it, which is easier in the written word than it is orally. Or probably not the best choice of words. <laughs> anyway, so just think about this. Next time you see somebody make a post that says, oh, my buddy was playing with a brand new set of irons and he was telling me that he was out driving me and then I had to point out his loss. Why not just be happy for the dude? It's so much easier to be mad. It goes back to a number of things we've said in the past. Like, Why shit on this guy for just trying a new set of irons and enjoying them? He just spent a lot of money on them. That's human nature. Yeah, it's just much easier, I guess, to be an asshole. Exactly. Um, Somebody asked me a question about how I settled on my bag. (laughs) And the truth is we test everything. Yeah. You know, um, I, I, I've settled on what I have and I update my signature on the THP forum to, to allow it. But that's how I do it. I, I choose what I want to play. I can play anything I want. I think I have four brands in there right now. Um, so, you know, that's kind of my thing. It's time for you. I mean, I just went on my rant, which probably put a couple of people to sleep. But <laughs> tell us about your rant and your get off my lawn segment this week. Okay, so I had an original get off my lawn segment, but I just remembered something. He's not going to like this. Oh, this ought to be good. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to change my get off my lawn. Originally, my get off my lawn was about people being late, like oh, habitually late. I freaking it's hate terrible. So we're going to put a pin in that for next episode. This one is about taking people's stuff. <laughs> oh, you know yeah. Where I'm going well, why, why don't you bring this up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's coming up. Yeah. Okay. So there is a specific type of protein bar that I absolutely love. I, I told him the other day that I don't, I can't, I did. We had a whole long conversation, but he wasn't listening. I can't get them. I'm sure the audience can relate to that. Uh, Yeah. uh, It's fine. um, It's fine. I can't get them anymore. They're out of stock. And the last time I did order them, there was a big issue with shipping. So I've been saving these. Like I eat them every now and then because they are my absolute favorite. So what Cody just wrote in the the chat, pure protein bars are the best. I wonder if he's actually ever had a good protein bar. (laughs) I don't even think I've ever tried a pure. They're they're chewy. Oh, no. Mm -mm, No. So guess who over here ate one the other day? Yeah. And then when I said to him, seriously, you have 
a bunch in your little, we each have bins of protein bars and stuff. I was like, you have a bunch in yours. You took with the one flavor that is my absolute favorite. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to take another one too. So that's my get off my lawn. Get your fingers, get your grubby little hands off my protein bars. To be fair, she put the stale, crusty ones in my bin. Liar. I actually went out and bought. I, I actually ordered online the specific flavors that you like. So you're welcome. So somebody asked in the chat where Arrow is. He's actually in a bed behind us here, yes. sound asleep. But yeah, I have no shame in taking your protein bar. And it was delicious. Yeah, I know it's delicious. That's why I'm saving them because I can't tell get me, anymore. You tell me basically what the last month and a half have been. It said, listen, fatty, you need to lose some weight. Okay, never said that. So Not once. I, I'm doing that. And now you're telling me I should eat something different than what you have. Yes, eat your own protein bars. No, that's not how this works. <laughs> um, jumping back into THP or questions. <laughs> Excuse me. I knew I would throw um, you for a loop on that one. <laughs> somebody asked, is the Torridge, Team Torridge coming back? And that's a really good question. Um, for those that don't know, we do something on our forum every year called Team Torridge, T-E-E-M, which stands for Torridge Exotics, where we pick a few people and they receive a package from Torridge a few times a year. And their job is to re review those products. Um, I do feel unsafe and I should be blinking for the people in the chat asking. That's what I'm laughing uh, at. Emotional distress thing going on. Should have checked that box. Um, <laughs> to answer the question, I guess we can announce it now. Yeah. Team Torridge is coming back That's and we're going to select some THPers coming up here, probably do so on the show. And uh, we're going to get some reviews of some of the exotic stuff that's out there, which is really, really good right now. I'm excited about that. Very slept on, not literally. Um, and I, I think it's something that when you see the reviews from peer to peer, it makes a whole lot of sense. But let's be honest, who doesn't like getting a big brown box delivered to their house full of golf clubs? Uh... I mean, you, but... <laughs> Just in general, I think anybody likes getting a big box filled with fun stuff that they like. Yeah. So, um, yes, Team Torridge is coming back, and uh, we're going to have some fun with it. We will have a sign-up on that on the forum coming up in the next couple of weeks, and then we'll announce the team on this show. So, uh, excited to bring that one back. Uh, next THP or question, what's the scariest shot in golf for my game? <laughs> um, right now, all of them. But uh, right now generally speaking and being real it's off the tee um i've never had a two-way miss off the tee in my entire golfing life no you've been super consistent yeah i either play a soft fade or growing up and when i was younger i played a pretty hard draw you know borderline hook but always kind of controlled it now it's either a dead pull or a dead push so faces square coming through just not square to the target um, we're working on fixing that because it's a freaking disaster. Uh, should we announce some shaft up winners? Uh, yeah. Here's a question. So. Okay. Should we announce both winners right now Ooh. or should we announce one and then another one at the end of the show? I like the way you think. I think we do one and then another one later. Okay. I got to put it down here in our He's show notes because notes right uh, I'm old and can't remember shit anymore. <laughs> Sorry. Stuff. Um, okay. First shaft up winner. And, in no particular order no and this is one that i'm gonna you're gonna laugh when you hear the story of us trying to figure out what the name was oh yeah and i brilliantly just figured it out i think yeah so <laughs> Not to pat the person's forum name is a g r s i v and i said aggressive <laughs> and morgan said aggressive i think it might be aggressive i'm not 100 percent sure yeah 
Um, so you are in. Uh, I don't know if he's in here. I don't know his real name. I've never met him. Um, but congratulations, you're on your way to Briggs Ranch yes. for a freaking awesome trip. We actually posted there. They have that drink cart, and oh, it's got yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a drink cart up front and a taco bar in the back. Like, oh my how gosh. awesome is that? I eat some tacos right now. I'm starving. Yeah, I'm pretty hungry too. Arrow just left the room. Yeah, he's done with us. Yeah. Did that... you close that door? No. Oh, it'll dog. be fine. Let it go. Okay. Um, we'll come back and give <coughs> the next one. What? Later on in the show. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so somebody asked a question of you. Okay. What sets you off? <laughs> well. And if you can stretch this, <laughs> I'll go make sure. Okay. Um, well, somebody who eats my protein bars, that sets me off. <laughs> um, but really, for me, my biggest problem, and I was I had posted this in there, is that I am somebody who internalizes. So for the most part, I will get annoyed by something, but I keep it all inside, and I never tell the person or whatever – what's going on. But on the flip side, I cannot actually hide my emotions on my face. Like it's impossible because admittedly I can be moody. I don't even want to hear it. He's no, she's an angel. Exactly. So if I'm feeling a certain way, I won't verbalize it, which is terrible, but instead I will keep it to myself, but I will show it on my face and I will show it in my attitude. And it's, it's really just not a good combination. And I've been working on that. I don't think I'm doing it successfully, but I am working on that. But as far as things that actually trigger me, um, pretty much anything that attacks my family, like that is a no go. And uh, yeah, taking my food. That goes I really back don't like to that. Uh, the story. I think we shared it here where we were, we were moving from tampa to clearwater and we were having a garage sale oh yeah and we had our dog ellie back then and she was a it's a weird breed but think of it as like a corgi and so they're kind of rounded like barrel shaped and then short little legs and somebody walked up and said wow she's a little chubby and morgan blurts out right at her you're fat yeah i didn't even think twice um so yeah, you've been yeah. set off a few times. Oh, I will say the biggest thing that sets me off, and it's not that I think I'm like the smartest person in the world. I'm kind of a moron on a lot of things. But when you question my intelligence, there's something about like it's not even questioning my intelligence so much as if you think I'm an idiot. What? We had a guy, he hasn't been on the forum in years, who used to mansplain everything to oh you. Oh, my God. And I always used to laugh every time and just I, I'd want to quote him and just say like, hashtag mansplained yeah yeah like i'm not an idiot i mean i can be i'm not saying i can't be but when whoa people, what you said i'm not an idiot and they said you did marry me <laughs> i didn't see what, what does that say of them if they're listening to two idiots? This, this is true this you is know? very true but yeah that that's it um no she didn't uh drop the c word she usually does that you know, only behind it, it, closed yeah, doors. Like I don't do say that. that in public. Yeah, I don't say that in public. I'll only say that amongst friends. Um, the next THP question is an interesting one because we've talked about this before about how choose how do you choose a country club? Real quick. Yeah, I don't mind sharing my food. I just don't like it when it disappears and then I go looking for it and it's not there. That's when I get annoyed. Mm. Mm, it's true. Um, how do you choose a country club? And a lot of people view joining a club as can I play enough rounds where it evens out financially. Sure. Which makes sense. And, and I think there's something to that. You do have to use it, but I, for us, there was, there's a little more to it because I want more than a golf course. Right. Yeah. Uh, I want good dining. I want a good social calendar. 
uh, men's groups for golf and the ability to play quickly. Um, it, it, there, for people like us, there'd be no reason to join a public course. No. Um, so that part is kind of us. We, locker rooms, things like that, those things matter. But for us, we really need it to be about the social environment because we've before we joined golf in Nashville, we were going to just join the social because the food was so good and uh, the club scene was good. Yeah. Well, it was also funny too, because literally every neighbor who like we met, when we moved in, we're like, are you, are you members of the club? The food's amazing. Literally it was yeah. like every single person said the exact same thing. I'll add that for me, because I don't really play golf. It would be more important to have maybe like a fitness yeah, or like, so it would be more like the, the additional things. So like you said, like the experience rather than just how many rounds of golf can you play? Oh, and then also the ability like we had where you could go out and just play a couple of holes and then leave and have like the freedom to do that where it's not packed all the time. That that was a big one for yeah. us. Um, somebody asked an interesting question and it kind of relates to loft earlier. They said if loft peepers were not like a real thing, why couldn't companies all have a standard loft and show what they can do differently with launch? So I asked an engineer who's not with a company right now, but is designed hundreds and hundreds of clubs and he said the biggest issue with that is golfers all think they hit the ball too high and golfers almost always hit the ball too low so by changing trajectory as the main thing which can be done quite easily according to them um that's something that wouldn't sell now we're seeing a little bit of that currently mizuno brought out the hl set for jpx and we're going to see how that one does because i think if it does extremely well we may see something uh become a, a, a more of a trend because for fitters it can really help how high is too high i i generally it, you know obviously geography plays a role here but i generally try to look for something at 100 feet is the norm for somebody like me or for most golfers so 33 yards for all your clubs um, if you're in an area where the ball is just going to run forever, firm ground and everything, you might want to bring it down a little bit, at least for the longer clubs like driver. But that's kind of my my launch. Um, 100 feet seems to be a good norm. Um, somebody else asked a question about alternative putting styles. Yeah. And this brought up a pretty interesting because I have a friend who's going through bad yips and my father went through it. Oh yeah. You know, five or six years ago. I where remember that. It was horrifying to look at. <laughs> I, he would putt and his hands would shake violently as he was coming through. And if you didn't tell him to pick up, he would be there all day. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. Um, so alternative putting styles, you know, we saw the broomstick just win this last year. You want to mm -hmm. jump in? No. Oh, I thought you were about to. Oh no, I was just getting my hand ready in case um, I needed to. The broomstick just won this last week and it's got some things left hand low. I'm going to talk about two in particular that are really different. The first is lean lock, which mm -hmm. is we, we put it in our email blast that came out uh, last month, the last issue. And it's a putter for people with the yips. And it's kind of like uh, anchored mm -hmm. in, on your arm, but not really because it's completely different is that it's on your front for, uh, forward facing arm and, that has supposedly cured my friend. My friend's name is Alex. Um, he's not a, a golf nerd like I am, but he picked one up when he saw our magazine issue and it's apparently cured him. That's awesome. So if you really, really struggle, yes, it looks weird, but it's something to consider. The second one is 
side saddle, which is so different. So weird. Where you're forward facing the hole and doing for people on video, you can kind of see me. You're putting like this. Now, before people say, oh, that's fucking weird. That's really weird. Unnecessary. Unnecessary. I want to ask, is it weird or is it weird putting not looking at your target? Like, no. forget the fact uh, that golfers fear change. Right. Like, we get that. We we know you've been putting away a certain way your whole life. Golfers fear change. We've already established that over the last, you know, months of episodes. So I'm just going to jump in. I That, I've watched people putt like that. And I don't know. Like, I feel like my vertigo would bother me. Like, I feel like I couldn't, like, focus because I wouldn't know, like, my eyes and my hands. Like, I there would be, like, no connection. Um. Yeah, I could see that. No, to answer somebody in the chat, side saddle is not illegal. Um in a traditional sense you can't straddle the ball but in a traditional sense size saddle is not illegal but standing next to the ball facing the target looking at it everything about that in theory should make more sense sure. than looking away from your target while you putt you can keep your eye on the ball and the target at the same time but it goes back to the same thing like it's different yeah i it's the hand eye coordination thing yeah i couldn't do it i really i think that we should try that at some point on the forum if we could actually get people to do it because like i said the golfers don't handle change real well even if it shows something that actually works that's what i was gonna Um, say even if they try even if someone tries they're still gonna be like nah i don't like it yeah so um but yeah so I, i think it'd be cool to try on the forum or at a thp event sometime Oh, now that I like. I like that uh, idea. Where we make people putt side saddle or if they would for a round and then traditional. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to do that necessarily, but I think it'd be cool. You could do it for like the night putting. Yeah. Yeah. That would work. Um, I got to get some side saddle putters. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's something I've considered and I'm not a bad putter. It's probably the only thing in my game that's working right now. Um, but I see people in the comment. I wouldn't be able to control this. Well, you would if you practiced it. I think that's a that's a different thing with a lot of things that are new. Yeah. You try it once and you're like, oh, this feels weird. I'm out. But if it did work and you could try it for the course of a few weeks and it showed actually better because what I see over and over again, people are terrible at putting. Horrible. What's that whole thing? Drive for show, putt for death. And then you, you ask them like, yeah, I'm a good putter. Well, that's because you're raking most of them. Yeah. You know, um, I've only been to one THP event. It was a Morgan Cup a couple of years ago where people were draining putts left and right. Most of the time, if it's outside of four feet, you're not making it. Uh, we, we see it over and over again. And to be fair, the guys on tour aren't making 10-footers routinely. Yeah, it's not a gimme. So, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. So I think it'd be pretty cool. I, I think that people in general are, are a little scared of it. But let's uh, change the subject with your recipe of the week. Oh, okay. Because uh, this is a really good one. I clicked the button, but it didn't want to go. Okay, so... I wanted to stick with something kind of healthy since everybody's still kind of doing that. And I also wanted to go with something that was familiar, but is going to be prepared differently. So these are chicken parm meatloaf muffins. And I put muffins in quotes um, for those who are listening and not watching because they're made in muffin tins. So it's going to be like an individual portion. You can have like one, two, three, however many you want. Obviously, the more you eat, the more calories, but two to three is honestly like a really good portion. And it's the same concept as chicken parm, except you're going to use ground chicken instead of chicken breast. And for people who want to do low carb, you could actually do let you could just cut back on the breadcrumbs because it's not going to change the texture that much. Or you could switch to ground up um, pork rinds. I was I was reaching for Jamie to give me the answer. Pork rinds. The hell? I couldn't think of the word. 
or you could actually just add more Parmesan cheese. All of those would be pretty good binders um, to help with the, to keep it together. Uh, but it's really super easy. It's all the, I, you know, ingredients that you would think of in a chicken parm and you can it's great because you can have like i said individual portions it's great for meal prepping and it's, it's really really good well and it's reheats really well and it's great for people who have families for like kids and stuff because of the smaller portions too so um i have the whole recipe ready to go and we'll post it up on the forum in just a minute and uh, not just a minute i think you started coughing he started coughing and it like threw me off and my brain just stopped working for a second but i will have it posted up when the show is over anyhow Back to JB. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of that, we're gonna do something. You keep you've been getting some requests of I like meatball subs. How can I make that healthier? As people turn over that new leaf for you know the new year, mm -hmm. we're gonna start a thread on the forum for people who are members of the forum that I think people will enjoy, which is called Health It Up. Mm -hmm. And they could submit to you, um, let's say their favorite dish, and you can kind of make some suggestions on how to make it slightly healthier. What do you think? Yeah, so First of all, in case people are wondering why I look so ridiculous, this is literally like post-workout. I didn't care. Um, so Nobody has looked for that. Well, I'm just saying it because it makes me feel better. But that goes back to the whole I'm trying to get back into my healthy routine as well. And I love taking dishes that are my favorites that are unhealthy and making them healthy. So whether it's a recipe I've created or if it's a recipe like I've searched and I found a recipe for it or a lot of times I usually like get ideas and then kind of make it my own. Um, but yeah, if there is an ingredient that you are like, OK, I love this, but how can I make it healthier or it's a full on dish? Um, I will do my best to see if I can find an alternative for you that still tastes good and is still easy to make, but will be a little bit healthier for you. And of course, it would also depend on what kind of diet you're on. I personally, as I've said before, don't believe in restrictive diets, but I know lots of people are doing that for whatever reason. So I'll see if I can help. Well, I, I think you'll be able to help some people. Um, I got a rant I'm going to go on here that uh, I just added to the sheet. Okay. It probably would have cut me off beforehand. Well, hold on one second. Um, I didn't realize this was showing like that, but it's actually pretty good. My favorite is the, I think it's for the, those listening. She's talking about a Celsius. Oh, yeah, energy sorry. Drink. Somebody was asking about my energy drink. Cause it says it's the Celsius peach vibe. And I do like this one, um, but they have a, I think it's like a mango green tea. That's not carbonated. That's my favorite, but I can't find it in bulk. So these are cheaper because you can buy them at like uh, Sam's Club or Costco. Interestingly enough about Celsius, I keep getting this stupid ad on social media for their new flavor. That's like uh, orange marshmallow. Yes, we have to try that. Yeah, Sounds I'm going so to have good. to try that. Um, so I, I got a question sent to me via private message this morning. Okay. And I wanted to address it. And it's not a bad thing. Um, they asked about an event we did that they were not involved in. Mm-hmm. And they thought it was a really cool experience. They they liked the thing of it. And I'm not going to say what it is. Yeah, I have no idea what he's talking about. And they want to know why it wasn't coming back. And I, I kind of linked to a post I made about that, why it's not coming back. But here's just what I'm going to say. If you get lucky enough to get into one of our experiences, and I think if people continue to try to get in, eventually they get in. Um, but if you get lucky enough to get in, don't do the one thing that's the most selfish thing there is, which is not ever mention your equipment you received afterward. If you've never been to a THP experience, it comes, you'll, the, the information's out ahead of time, but it comes with equipment, sometimes full bag, sometimes a shaft, sometimes a driver, sometimes a set of irons, whatever it is. 
if you finished the event and you had a great time and you had a wonderful time meeting THPers and the people from the company and playing the golf course, whatever it is, and then you never mention that equipment, you have there is zero percent chance that somebody else is going to get a chance to go to that event. Yeah. Because it goes away. Yeah. And we had one happen last year about that. And people said they had a great time. Well, you have you have to be present. And if you're not present, that's going to be just a, a tough, tough thing. And fortunately for us, we're still close with that company and we're going to do some other things with them. But that event couldn't continue on. Right. Um, so before we get back into golf, I had an interesting conversation with the same person Alex, that we were talking about the putting yips. Okay. We were talking about sandwiches. Mm, I love sandwiches. And I'm so hungry. <laughs> best, best sandwich. Like what's your favorite sandwich? What is your favorite sandwich? Um, it's a loaded question. It's really not. Well, it kind of is. Cause it depends. Hot sandwich, cold sandwich, things like that. But I'm probably going to go and people might say, well, this is not a sandwich, but whatever. I'm going with it. I'm going to say a meatball sub because that is a sub's not a sandwich. No, I'm just kidding. That's what I said. I'm I, just I'm just, like a sub's I'm not totally a sandwich, but it is a sandwich. And I know someone's going to say it's not a sub. It's a hero or it's a, a grinder grinder, whatever. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a meatball sub and it's freaking delicious and it needs extra sauce and lots of cheese and it needs to be nice and crispy on the bread, but a little soft on the bottom of the bread. So good. I'd eat that right now. I'm really hungry. <laughs> good Lord. Um, <laughs> mine was down to four. Three. No, four. I couldn't pick a winner. Pick one. I'm going to go through them, and then I'm going to decide. The first Cuban sandwich from in Florida. Delicious. There's nothing like it. You ruin it. it without the pickle, though. Well, and but you go to other places around the country, and they say they have a Cuban, and then it's like on a sub roll. I know, and it's just deli meat. Yeah. Cuban bread is definitely a thing. It's actually got lard in it. It's what makes it great. <laughs> um, but the Cuban sandwich is one. The second a grouper sandwich where the groupers either fried or blackened. Those are both amazing sandwiches, usually found in Florida or the Gulf region, With I should bacon say. Bacon and avocado. And then two that probably a lot of people have never heard of or at least tried. The first is the Croque Monsieur. There's also a Croque Madame, but the Croque Monsieur, which is. Do you think people could figure out the difference without you telling them what the difference is? <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> I would hope so too, but I bet, I bet a lot of people don't. won't know. Um, <laughs> A croque monsieur is basically a, a French ham and cheese. So it's a ham uh, sandwich uh, with Gruyere cheese because it's good melting cheese. And then it's topped with a bechamel, which is like a cream sauce. Um, it's absolutely heavenly and divine. And it, it's unlike anything they really do. It's so rich. It, yeah. You can literally feel yourself getting fatter as you eat it. Yeah. Like you look at it and you're just like, oh, I don't even know if I can eat this whole thing. But it is pretty tasty. Yeah. Even though, eh, yeah. The other one is an open face sandwich, which is a whole other discussion. Is it really well, a sandwich? What's the other version? The croque madame. You're right. You got an egg. There you go. Obviously. Well, that's what I was yeah. trying to get at was, um, you know, the difference. You yeah. have an egg. Um, get it, the other yeah. one is a Kentucky hot brown. Uh, it's just, a, just a hot brown when you're in Kentucky. But it is a open face sandwich, which some people may say open faced is not a sandwich. I don't know. Is it? I, I think it is. Um, I mean, you yeah, eat, it, you eat I, it with a fork, but it's still bread and meat and yeah. all that. So yeah, I'm going to say so. Yeah. So and by the way, I just recently discovered Monte Cristo's. I'd probably say like a year ago. They're delicious. If you never had one of Benigan's, you've never eaten. I but haven't. The, <coughs> excuse me. The Kentucky hot brown is turkey and bacon. Most people have a little bit of tomato on it. And then it's topped in a Mornay, Mornay sauce. 
which is think of like a lighter version of nacho cheese sauce, but not nacho flavored, you know, right, right. just like a cheese sauce. Like a um, it is truly an amazing sandwich. So those two things, th- that that's my four sandwiches. If I had to pick an absolute favorite. <laughs> four sandwiches. Yeah. If I had to pick an absolute favorite, I'm probably going the croque monsieur. Really? Yeah. It's, you don't see them often and it's absolutely divine or the grouper sandwich. I'd give my grouper uh, buffalo style mm-hmm. fried. Everybody looks at me like I'm crazy when I go to the place. They all do it. And then it ends up on the menu. Because it's delicious. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, going back to some golf questions. And I know there's some people who are still waiting to find out who the other person is. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give that information after I answer this next question. They asked my favorite golf glove right now. Um, it's the Caddy Daddy Pro, the Claw Pro. That's my favorite glove. That's the one I've been using for pretty much the last 10 rounds. Somebody just asked what a Kentucky Hot Brown is. Where were they the last 10 minutes? I know. And they didn't even say Hot Brown. They just said Kentucky Brown. Yeah. Um, and then they asked, when will the Callaway glove be released that they were talking about on uh, in the Granddaddy thread this year? Uh, next week or two weeks? Next week? Next week, I believe. Um, we'll have a full feature on that and... I can say that within a couple of weeks, Austin Tudor from Callaway will be on off course with Dan talking about a, a bunch of new products, but that's one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you won't want to miss that because I think it's a, uh, it's a glove. You know, we, people ask about best gloves and things like that, but a lot of people buy their glove based on price point. Yeah, I would believe that. And the most popular glove in golf by a huge margin is under $15. Okay. And this glove's going to uh, be pretty special in that price point. So I hope that makes sense. And we'll have a, a bunch more coming on that. Someone said that Austin just showed it on Twitter. Yeah, but he didn't talk text. So yeah, there's there's some stuff going on there that's a little unique. Uh, Ryan Hawk in the, in the chat that. said pork tenderloin sandwich. That's a strong contender too. Uh, outside of Iowa and Florida, I've never had a good one though. Yeah, that is true. What was the place? Oh, Pete and Shorty's. If you ever go, I don't know if they're still around, but if they are, if you're ever in Clearwater, go to Pete and Shorty's. They have a great portendoin sandwich, but more than that, get the um, help me, tater tots. Their tater tots are amazing. What is Sorry. happening here? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Where did this go from golf clubs to tater tots? You said Florida and... <laughs> You were talking Good about poor tenderloin sandwiches. So I'm just throwing um, that out there. We still got a couple of questions to answer. But before that, let me go ahead and announce the second person. You made and, them wait long enough. And shaft up. Congratulations to Greg Kolbeck. You are headed to shaft up in Texas. Congratulations, guys. So hopefully you're here. I don't know if the first person. Uh, I saw him in here just a few minutes aggressive. ago. Aggressive. Aggressive. <laughs> it's definitely going to be aggressive from now on. We're both going to be wrong. You know yeah, that. Yeah, probably. It's probably some weird acronym or initials or something like that somebody said roman numerals who knows yeah um greg kolbick you were on your way to shaft up to get fit by danny lee with a new driver and uh play briggs ranch which is pretty awesome um jumping back into some golf questions does the placebo effect in equipment matter and is it real you answer that first wait say it again well first switch the camera to you okay um does the placebo effect in golf is it real for sure. The placebo effect in everything is real. I don't care what the product is. I don't care what industry it is. I think it's real no matter what. I think it is. I think mental side of golf is, is pretty real in general. Um, th- the one thing I will say is 
there's some of it where if you convince yourself of it, it's real. I said that about Mizuno irons for years. Not that Mizuno irons don't feel great. It's just when every single person hits it and they're like, oh, it's like butter. Right. You know, it, eventually you realize that they have no idea. They're not feeling anything. I think most golfers don't really feel much. No, they um, hear. That's... They, they hear or they just hit. And yeah. They, they're going with what, what, what's there. Um, for, and butter's cast. So <laughs> we, uh, we had a strong debate with uh, Chris Fischal from Mizuno years ago at their office where I, I said, why can't you need to stop saying that? Cause butter's cast. And he's like, so what would it be? Mayo, <laughs> you know? So yeah. I don't think it has the same kind of uh, aspect to it. Um, I think it's real. I, my thing is, is it doesn't matter if it's real. If it matters to you, that's the only thing that matters. Golfers should play whatever they want to play. Yep. If they need to convince themselves that playing blades is going to make them better, even though it's completely horseshit. Great. That, as long as they're, I want everybody to have equipment that makes you want to play golf. Yeah, I would agree. I just hate when people do it and it actually hurts their game and they're not having fun out there. Like, why don't do that to yourself. It's the same thing as like not wanting to change the tee box when you get older. Like, just enjoy the game for what it is and don't worry about your ego. I'm with you there. And, you know, I, I've said that about training aids. Somebody always asks, are there any training aids you recommend? There are like 10 training aids that make sense to me. Now, all training aids to an extent will work in my opinion. And I've tested most of them mm -hmm. through over the years, but there's two things that always come up with training aids. You got to use them. Well, three things when you count that the first is they're all made like shit. Yeah. It is two pieces of plastic hooked together with a rubber band MacGyvered up and be like, look, if you swing this 55 times, it, it, you're going to have the perfect swing. And then you swing it eight and it breaks. <laughs> the second thing is some of them, because Golfers suck. We all suck at golf. Even really good golfers suck at golf compared to what's going on, uh, you know, at the highest level. Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, so, everybody'd be on tour. Don't make a training aid so frustratingly impossible that nobody's going to want to do it after trying it for ten minutes. I remember years ago the Medicus. Remember that the, mm -hmm. yeah. the thing with nobody could hit it because it was hard. And then when you did hit it, you're like, oh wait, this hinge is built like shit. I'm going to add something too. Go for it. Don't make a training aid that has a 15-page booklet on how to use it. Oh, no, no kidding there. That. No kidding there. I see Ryan it's Liberty. Like the, it's like the Ikea the of uh, Ikea yeah. furniture of, you know? No. Ryan Liberty's in the chat trying to stand up for Iowa. Nobody's going to criticize Iowa. They have a great <coughs> pork tenderloin sandwich. Um, Somebody asked another question about favorite item by price point. And I don't know the answer to this really. Yeah. Um, there were a couple that jumped out at different price points. So I'll, I'll read them off. The first is under $10, obviously coral safe. Obviously. Um, I used it before we signed up. I'll continue to use it. The stick sunscreen is the greatest thing ever. Um, the second under $200, a Theragun mini, and it's not close. No, it's changed, not golf and travel for me, but my life. And I think that's important. Under $50, a good pair of rain gloves. I think it is. Everybody always says you don't play that. I don't play in the rain. I don't need rain gear, or rain gloves. That's stupid. First of all, I agree. Playing in the rain sucks. But let's say you win a trip to go to Bandon Dunes. Mm -hmm. Well, I've been to Bandon Dunes a few times and it's been raining half the time. Yeah, I don't think they have great weather. So you're going to spend all that money or win that trip and then go there and just pout in the corner like a little bitch. Oh, that's fine. I'm good with that one. You know that. Oh, it's Morgan raining. Approved. I don't do that. So um, I, I don't know. I 
I think that if you ever travel for golf, having rain gear and a good pair of rain gloves is something that just everybody should have. The best rain glove right now is probably FootJoy. Uh, it's certainly the most popular. They work pretty darn well. Um, somebody asked that in the chat. There's a bunch of good ones, though, but I would say probably FootJoy for true being there in the present. I have been fortunate enough to be briefed by a couple of others that are coming soon, and I think there will be uh, some contenders, let's say. Do you I... have any price points that jump out at you? No. No. <laughs> see here's the no i don't i was trying to think about it but i really don't my problem is that like right now all i'm thinking about is all the food talk uh somebody asked about what uh point during the round do i flash the logo i wish i could i know austin tudor's not in the show because he's got another meeting but if he was in the chat i would say where are my gloves it should not be that hard for me to get these gloves made um everybody should want it because i'd be flashing it on the first tee uh Next question. Where do I stand on lie angles, multiple lie angles in a set? And this was something that frankly was new to me. Have you ever heard of that? No. I know people get weird and stuff like that, but if you have a set of golf, let's just say irons for lack of a better, uh, we're not going through all of them and you're three through five or let's say one degree upright and six through pitching wedge or one degree flat or standard. I don't know. That's weird to me. And you know what's funny is it makes perfect sense. Well, especially now with so many um, combo sets. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about that. As you said that, I was like, ah, you know what? With combo sets, it kind of makes sense. And, you know, there's something to it. You know, a more upright club is less prone to go high and right. You know, there, there's there's things that are there. It's just not something without the I this goes back to my bro science thing I talked about earlier where somebody saw something once and they're like, oh, I hit it high and right. Therefore, I'm going to bend it this way. Like, go get fit. And when you do that, it's only with one iron usually. So ask to do the the three extremes, go with a six or seven iron, a pitching wedge and a four iron or hybrid or whatever and see where you are with those. Because otherwise, I struggle to see the benefit there as most people deliver the club similarly. But as a club gets longer, swings change. So I think there's something to that. Um, we have a bunch of stuff coming up next week's show will be sh PGA show dependent. Yeah, I was gonna we're going to do a show. I just don't know if it'll be before Friday or Thursday late afternoon or something like that. We'll have an update next week on that. Yeah. And maybe it's just audio. It could be just audio, but we'll have a full, uh, update on that coming up. We also have a contest going on right now on Twitter to win a set of irons. If you are not following THP golf on Twitter, do so. Entering takes two seconds. You can win your set of self a set of ping G425 irons. We have another contest coming to Twitter next week and another contest coming up on the THB forum. And those two names we announced, Greg Kolbick and Aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you want to be them, we're doing shaft up number two. We've already announced it. That's exciting. Yeah, we're going to Arbor Links in Nebraska. And uh, I think that that's going to be pretty cool. I, I'm pretty excited about that. I'm actually pretty excited about that for you too. And I never really thought I'd be excited for you to go to Nebraska. Uh, let's be honest. I mean, you're I you're kind of more excited about me just leaving. Well, I mean, no, I, no, of course not. I don't know what you're talking about. Good Lord. <laughs> I think that probably wraps up the show this week. So for myself and Morgan, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Congrats again to Greg and Aggressive. And uh, we will be back next week. Bye everybody.
THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode.